Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited for today's episode and the amazing conversation I get to share with you. I'm going to have to be careful to not say this at the beginning of every single episode. It's going to be so hard because I honestly am so... Obviously, I'm picking the topic, so I'm really excited about them, and I'm also just so excited about the women who I'm having conversations with. They are so amazing, the women and the conversations, and yeah, I'm just really excited about all of it, so bear with me if I use the word excited too much. I promise I will try to keep it as minimal as possible-ish. Today's guest is Amy from Rebel Nutrition, and Amy is like the epitome of inspiring. She is now a multimillionaire from a business she has built that now generates massive amounts of passive income for her. And just about six years ago, she was living in a hut in Hawaii as a minimalist paying off debt. So insane journey in a very short amount of time. And she shares so many pieces of wisdom, so much insight from what she has learned along the way starting something new, pivoting, facing fear, being bad at stuff when you start it, and of course a lot on money, mindset, and manifestation. But she herself is just really such a sweet, beautiful human. I have really enjoyed getting to know her. We ended up meeting up last summer. I I think a friend had sent me one of her reels and I loved it, which by the way, if you don't follow her on Instagram or TikTok, check out her platforms. She shares so many amazing tips for like Canva, lots of business and mindset advice, as well as lots of inspiration in terms of just money. She is an expander for me when it comes to abundance and dreaming and thinking bigger. So definitely check her out and her social media platforms out. But we ended up getting coffee and just had so much fun or at least I had so much fun she's still hanging out with me so I'm assuming she had fun too but yeah we were chatting all things from like the little things that we love like wine and designer handbags to really things of substance like manifestation human design astrology mindset entrepreneurship just so much goodness I'm sure I'm gonna have her back on the podcast because we just end up having such great conversations when we're together and so I really wanted to bring her on the podcast and have some of it here for you guys to hear before we do dive into the conversation though two things one I wanted to let you guys know that I do have a few coaching spots open right now. So if you're looking for guidance and support in manifesting those dreams and goals that you set for 2023 or beyond, whether it's the love of your life, you want to call them in, whether it's getting that dream job or career, whether it's financial abundance, time freedom, 
whatever it might be that you are trying to manifest, if you want support in that, I would love to support you in not only understanding manifestation, how it works, calling these things in, but also identifying and removing blocks. Nothing lights me up more than helping a client uncover what's been blocking them with something they've been trying to manifest and having them have a breakthrough and actually be able to call it in. I will have my email in the show notes. Please do reach out to me and we can chat and see if it's aligned. Next is this week's magic. So something that has been adding a little magic to my life lately is Elix. And Elix is an elixir that has been a huge blessing during that time of the month. (laughs) It's essentially a blend of herbs based on Chinese medicine that really helps with balancing your hormones and lessening the symptoms that we all hate that time of the month. And I decided to give it a try about three months ago. So I have gone through three cycles so far taking Elix. And I was just blown away the first time I used it because I had no pain literally no pain whatsoever and I usually suffer from cramping at least for like a four or five hour chunk one day if not a little bit more than that it's usually not much worse than that but it's enough to like you know just makes makes the day really hard so I was blown away and was super excited when I realized that it helped me so much with that particular symptom it is supposed to help with all the symptoms that we experience that time of the month like acne fatigue, moodiness, bloating. I specifically, pain has been the number one thing that I've noticed the biggest difference from. I did have a little bit of cramping my second period. My third was like pretty much nothing. You are supposed to take it for six months to see the full results for any and all symptoms that it will help with. Uh, The other things that I've noticed, my periods are getting shorter by about half a day to a day, which praise, (laughs) the shorter the better. Really not a fun experience. Uh, But I also have noticed that, and I've been doing a lot of things to help with acne, but I have been noticing my acne get slowly, consistently better over the last three months. And I really haven't changed much aside from that hormone-wise the last three months. So that's what I've been noticing so far. The pain was, again, the most noticeable, and it was a huge difference. So, yeah. I'll have their website linked in the show notes if you want to check it out. There's a quiz that you can take as well that will give you a lot more information on things you're experiencing that maybe you shouldn't be or can be reduced and that will help them tailor the formula specifically to you. And now let's get into the conversation. I know you guys are so excited. Welcome to the podcast, Amy. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so excited. I know, me too. If you guys missed it, I was recently on Amy's podcast and we chatted also some some similar topics, but a little bit more general entrepreneurship, manifestation, a lot of other good juicy details in there just about our mindset and I don't know how we've grown and scaled and such. But if you missed that, I'll link it in the show notes. But I'm excited for today's conversation because we're going to dive more into Amy's story. So, okay, Amy, I remembered seeing your story on your Instagram that you were basically in a hut in Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, like you have like a really true rags to riches story, like really humble start to now. I'm so excited for you to share your success, but you're having multi-million dollar years. And I think they're so inspiring because it's like, it's just so encouraging to know that like, okay, this person started out here. 
I can do great things too. And maybe, maybe you can't get behind. Like for me, it's still a little hard to think of having multi-million dollar years. Like that's insane, but it makes me and your content and your story has really helped me feel just more like, oh my gosh, like I can do, I can scale. I can do great things. I can dream of these bigger numbers for income for myself. And so, yeah, your story is so inspiring. Do you want to maybe share a little bit of where you started out and sure I would love to yeah I think sometimes when I tell people that like I used to live in a hut they think that I'm exaggerating or like they don't like it's some sort of made up thing and I'm like no it was like a literal hut in Hawaii (laughs) which is so funny but yeah so I mean that was now around like five almost six years ago that's Um, still recent yeah it wasn't that long ago I mean and that's what I try and tell people too is like especially when you have a business model like something like online courses things can really snowball really quickly because at that time I like you said I mean I was living in a hut and the reason that I was is because I was a minimalist I was saving as much money as possible I was working a serving job trying to build my business like I was in debt trying to figure out like okay how can I pay off this debt and start saving enough to where I can move out of this hut and like start traveling and living my dreams which was my goal at the time so yeah I mean do you want me to just get into a little bit more of like how how that all happened or yeah I guess for contrast do you want to kind of share where you are now kind of so that was kind of the rags yeah (laughs) now what's the riches where are you now in terms of business and life yes yeah so now I mean five five ish years later I live in LA just bought a new home and I mean consistently in my business my biggest month ever was 650k in one month um, and all of this is from online courses I'm averaging anywhere from 100 to 300k months from online courses and it obviously didn't start out like that I started Mm -hmm. from humble beginnings like you said I mean I had a very small audience I think when I first launched my um my first online course which was on the topic of nutrition I think I only had maybe 2,000 Instagram followers and I didn't know what I was doing like every time I got on camera I literally had to read off of a script because I was so nervous and I couldn't like keep my thoughts together so just anybody out there who's like you know, I'm afraid of getting on camera or who's going to buy from me or what am I going to sell or I have no sales experience or I don't have a degree in this. Just know that like it, it is it can be done. Like if it all starts with just like practicing and starting where you are right now and just trying to get like a little bit better every single day and a lot can happen quickly. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. OK, so you I love all of that, especially starting new things more recently for myself it reminded me of how yeah all those limiting beliefs all those thoughts can come up and you can just be like Mm -hmm. paralyzed by them and it can seem so daunting but it's like facing the fear showing up knowing you're not going to be amazing starting up and just kind of moving forward yeah each and every day yeah I think just like be like let it be bad for a while like I think that that's kind of permission to a lot of people especially who are perfectionists and they're looking at what everybody else is doing online and like oh my god how are they so good on camera and like how are they how is everything on their website so perfect it's like just do it and let it be bad for a little while because that is the scariest thing is just actually taking action when when circumstances and things aren't perfect it takes a lot of vulnerability Mm -hmm. like yeah (laughs) I think it also takes maybe putting your ego aside a little bit because none of us like to look bad or not show our show ourselves doing something that we're not great at like Mm -hmm. we celebrate we show the highlights on Instagram so it, it takes a lot of courage to to put yourself out there and just allow it to be bad in the beginning but 
nobody starts out an expert at anything. Like exactly. I was looking back at my Instagram photos oh my God, exactly. a couple months ago and I was like, oh man. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And, and I'm sure when you started posting, majority, large majority of your audience was probably like, wow, look at what she's doing. Nobody else is really judging you with the same yeah. lens that you judge yourself. Yeah, yeah, and I've noticed that too with like just people I followed for a while online and they'll kind of be laughing at their old content and I was following them and I was like, I thought your old content was yeah, fantastic. Exactly. So, yeah, it's so true. We're usually our worst critic. 100%. Which is just, it doesn't make any sense. I was talking about this with, um, I think it was Jeff's mom or her cousin, but we had both of them over here visiting for a bit and I was like, it doesn't make any sense. Like why are we often the harshest and hardest on ourselves like shouldn't we love ourselves the most like I don't know we should be the most loving and caring to ourselves and it seems to be the opposite a lot of the time and yeah I think it's almost like a protective mechanism where like if we if we're hard on ourselves then like nobody else can be or something like I don't know we want to make ourselves perfect so nobody else can judge us or something I don't know that makes sense yeah I need to explore this more yeah interesting Okay, so back to your story, though. How did you get into online courses? It sounds like you were doing something with nutrition. I think I remember you saying you were doing one-on-one coaching. How did you get into that? And then from there, how did you find out about courses and start doing courses? Yeah, great question. And my name is still, like, everywhere on social media, I'm still Rebel Nutrition. I haven't changed it because I, I kind of like that part of my story. And so I started as a nutritionist, like you said. I went to the Nutritional Therapy Association, became an NTP. I was always interested in health and wellness and nutrition. And I, I always kind of knew that I wanted to create a career that was fully my own. And so I never, I don't really consider myself having always been entrepreneurial. I just knew hmm. that I wanted to do something where I had complete control over like my schedule and how much money I was making and all of that. And I, I really thought, okay, I'm really interested in health and wellness. So I'm going to become a nutritionist and I'm going to see nutrition clients. And that's going to be like, my my career and so I went through that path I started seeing clients I created my nutrition accounts and started posting about all of that and pretty much as soon as I started seeing nutrition clients like one-on-one clients I was like fuck <laughs> this is so draining like I, I loved my clients personally yeah, yeah but it was just you know having to have back-to-back clients all day long not only was it just physically and emotionally draining especially when you're talking to people who have like pretty serious health issues but I just kind of realized that I'm I'm still trading time for dollars I'm still capped at the amount of money that I can make because basically in order to get paid for this hour I have to actually spend my hour of time sometimes more working with this person and I really had like I said I had really big money goals like I needed to pay off debt I wanted to move out of the hut I wanted to travel and so my wheels kind of just started turning of like what are the different ways that I can make money online so that I have the flexibility to travel and do the things that I want and also not be capped like every day like not have a set amount of money I can make in a day I want it to be unlimited like I want to be able to make an unlimited amount of money Mm -hmm. and that's when I learned about online courses I mean I really did a deep dive of all the different business models that you could do online in terms of business models that would help you reach these goals yeah so I looked into like affiliate marketing I uh, influencing was really big at the time and I was like okay that looks cool but I just I didn't really have maybe this was a limiting belief, but I was like, I don't really, I live in a hut and I don't have any clothes. So like, how am I going to like create that aesthetic? But I know that I can teach people something. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously I had my knowledge of nutrition. So I was like, okay, what if I took the same 
like method that I'm taking my one-on-one clients through, what if I created an online course? Because that could reach an unlimited amount of people at once, make an unlimited amount of income. But after my work is done with the course, basically my work is kind of done there. Like it's kind of passive after that. And so that's how I got into my first online nutrition course, launched that. I mean, this isn't really summarizing the whole story, but it took me about three months to make it, launched it. And that first launch, even though it was really nothing compared to my launches now, it was a couple thousand dollars, which for me, like that was enough to replace a few months of my serving job at the time. So I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm really onto something. I just made a couple thousand dollars in like two days. I need to like go all in on this. And that's literally what I did. I quit my serving job like the next day. Luckily, my <laughs> luckily that. my husband was supportive. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yes, you need to go after this. I was like, okay. Oh, go Eric. I know. Go. Well, it's really benefiting him now. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, because then I retired him basically not long after that. But yeah, so then after the nutrition course, obviously did nutrition for maybe six months after that and like relaunched that nutrition course and then at a certain point literally all anybody wanted to ask me about was online courses they were like how did you create this course mostly other nutritionists were coming to me and asking so I was like okay this is really interesting and I don't want to see one-on-one like I don't want to be a one-on-one business coach because then I'm going to be in the same position that I was in before yeah so I was like what if I do this again but teach nutritionists how to build an online business which has then kind of scaled like turned into what I do now which is teaching not only nutritionists now I teach people of all different industries how to create and launch their own online courses so cool I guess did they see that you were making a lot of money from these courses like did were you sharing your income at that time or not really they just were like this sounds like I can help a lot more people with the same amount of time and also make a lot more money like I want to capitalize on this too I wasn't sharing my income at the time so that's a really good question because I do think that is like a really like something that really attracts a lot of people but yeah at the time I wasn't but I think what people noticed is that I started to really grow my Instagram Mm -hmm. um like all my different social channels and I mean I was I was like fully booked out with one-on-one nutrition clients and then I started the course so I think especially a lot of like like I said other nutritionists like people I went to school with were kind of like oh my gosh you're doing it in such a like new way that I didn't know existed like I thought my only option was to see one-on-one clients and like at that point like every I mean even now it's still like everybody wants to grow their Instagram everybody wants to like grow their audience and so I was just getting a lot of questions like that and at the time honestly I was kind of like almost getting bored with talking about nutrition with people so I was like well this is a fun new like interesting venture and once I started talking about that two things just even like snowballed even more so I really felt like it was the right decision (laughs) and you enjoyed switching to more of a business focus versus nutrition focus yeah I think I was just kind of ready to I don't know I even in business I'm the type of person where I'm like I don't really like to tell people what they should be doing I like to present like this is this is what worked for me but you know I think each of us has to make a decision whether it's food or a business model or something like what works for you I really like to like help encourage people to really tune in like what feels good to them and maybe that's what worked for me maybe it's not but all of that to say like I started to really have this (laughs) like struggle with nutrition is that I just didn't want to be telling people like what they should be eating anymore because I don't know it just something with it just I just wasn't into anymore yeah no I love that and I actually really resonate with that a lot in terms of just my own personal journey I feel like especially the last year or two I've really stopped 
outsourcing and obviously there's you know science and you know it's really helpful to look at what other people have done and and take from that but I was totally outsourcing and really not tuning in to me and what do I need what works for me what motivates me (laughs) what inspires me and I think that since doing that and really trying to take what I can to help myself like learn and grow but then really personalizing it like Mm -hmm. that's what's worked the best for me yeah like learning what other people are doing getting inspiration from them but at the end of the day you have to tune inward and say does this feel good to me yeah is this gonna work for me it's like this is why when you look at like certain people's morning routines and you're like oh my god that sounds terrible well you should listen to that like that's probably a sign from your higher self that like that's not right for you (laughs) Yeah, and honestly, the more I work with myself Mm -hmm. and how I'm wired and what I like and what I hate, like, the more things flow. The happier I am, Mm -hmm. the more productive I am, like, the more money I've made. Like, it just – I think it's supposed to be good, and we all have these limiting beliefs, kind of like the hustle culture. Like, you need to burn out, like, working yourself so hard. It's the same with kind of, like, how you do things. Like, we don't have to be exhausted or annoyed or frustrated or be Mm -hmm. doing things that we don't like to do. Like, it can be – fun and simple and easy and yeah not that you don't work hard or face challenges but like there's just a different type of ease and flow to my life now than I've ever had when I was just like 100 yeah. <laughs> percent like I think there's this lie that we've all been told that it has to be really really hard and again like I like to be careful about the way I talk about this because it's not like I haven't put in hard work, but Mm -hmm. when you are in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing, it feels a lot easier because I can now like look back and like see the progress that I've made and everything that I'm done that I've done. And like, I'm like, Oh my God, like that's a lot. Like I can't believe that I was able to do all that. But in the moment I actually found like joy and had fun doing it. And it was actually not that hard. Like I, Mm -hmm. there was a sense of ease, I guess is the best way of putting it. It's not like you're not working hard but it comes easily whereas if I was trying to hustle and see 10 one-on-one clients a day you are damn right it would have felt hard because it's not what I was meant to be doing yeah no I totally relate to that because I would have people ask me about that when it came to like content creation and Instagram and social media and especially people who are business owners would be like I don't know how you do this I'm trying to do this for my business and I just enjoyed it it didn't feel like work. And I actually was doing a deep dive on your Instagram before meeting up and chatting today. And I saw you actually did a post on that because people were asking you, how do you get the motivation to work so much? And you were kind of saying that you're like, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's how you know you're in your purpose. It's not that everything's easy, like you're saying, or that there aren't challenges, but like you enjoy it a lot. It fulfills you and it motivates you. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to go back to mindset stuff for a little bit with starting out all of this I know that it sounded like you were facing a lot of the same stuff that all of us face when we start something new like it was you know obviously hard can you take us back kind of to a little bit of what was going on as you were beginning and scaling and any things that you would tell Amy then that you have really learned that you think would help you then Yeah, I mean, I think the number one thing that like really helped me when I when I was first getting started and like this is when I had no idea what I was doing is I and I think a lot of people feel like this is that they're so scared of failing. And I think the fear of failure really prevents a lot of people from even even starting in the first place. And so and I I can't remember who told me this or where I picked this up. But somewhere when I was starting, I remember somebody saying to me or reading somewhere like the only way to fail is if you quit if you give up 
So literally, even if you launch a course and nobody buys it, that's not failing because mm -hmm. you've still taken action. There's still a way to go back and tweak it and make it different. The only way to fail is literally up to you. And that's if you decide to quit and and, and give up. And that mindset really helped me keep going, even when times got hard, because I was like, I'm in control of this. Like, I can't fail because I know that I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to stop. And if something doesn't work, I'm going to try it again. And so having that sense of like, just, I guess, faith in myself mm -hmm. and like empowerment really, really helped me keep going. So you had a like a lot of trust in yourself at that point, like your relationship to yourself was pretty good do you think yeah I mean obviously so there was a lot of things that like I really needed to work I really needed to work on my money mindset still mm -hmm. but I think one thing one thing that I really did have was that I knew that I'm really somebody who can like persevere and I, I know that like even if I don't know how to do something I know how to use Google I can figure it out you know like mm -hmm. I know if if I don't know the answer to something, I can find somebody who does. I'm not going to take a no for an answer. It's kind of just this relentlessness <laughs> that I don't know if it's because I'm a Scorpio or <laughs> what, but like I just know that stuff is hard, but you can figure it out and you just have to keep going and find a person who's going to tell you, yes, like find the answer. You can do it. It sounds like you were pretty empowered then sort of in that sense, because I know a lot of people who like if they aren't told how to do something, they mm. feel like they can't do it. And I used to be really disempowered around figuring out how to do new things yeah. as well in a lot of ways. And it's, I feel like as I healed and kind of stepped into my power and out of that victim minds, just being a victim, those things started to feel a lot easier and be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to Google it or figure it out. Um, yeah. So it sounds like you were pretty... Yeah, I mean, and I guess, like, I don't, I guess it's interesting that you bring that up because I don't actually feel like I was always like that, but hmm. I actually, I feel like my relationship with Eric, my husband, did actually really help me with that because he's, he was like, I would, I would go to him all the time with questions. I'd be like, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? Can you do this? Like, do you know the answer to this? And he was like, in a very nice way, but he was like, you, like, you can find the answers. Like, you just Google uh -huh. it. Literally, Google it. Like, yeah. that, and that was, I, like, remember that now every time I can't figure something out it's like you can find the answer you and I think a lot of times it comes from especially as women I think we like just society tells us that like somebody else knows better than us and like yeah. we put we give our power away all the time and to have somebody else be like have that faith in me and be like no I believe in you like you can figure it out yeah and you don't need me like and in that <laughs> way you know what I mean it was kind of like oh like you're right I can and it kind of just sent me down this path of like wow I really am self-sufficient like I really can figure out these answers and do these things and I'm a hard worker and um so yeah I I don't know <laughs> that's so cool though no honestly I feel like relationships can be some of our biggest teachers and yeah. healers and that's amazing that he was able to find a way to be supportive while also not enabling you yeah well and I think it was because he was working a full-time job oh, yeah that's so true. he was like <laughs> that probably helped. at the time he was like I can't I mean and again he couldn't this, yeah he was like I literally can't like yeah. you can't be you know texting me all day long while like you're trying to figure this out like I can't help you with this and at first I it really like you said relationships are a great teacher because at first I was like oh my god like <laughs> you have to help me like you're and and then I realized like no like this is actually such a great lesson for me to learn how to do it on my own and it obviously worked out well yeah. so 
Yeah, honestly, it, it takes a little bit of believing in yourself or somebody else believing mm-hmm. in you. But once you realize that you can be sufficient and you are smart, it's very motivational and very empowering. Like I definitely, I was so like dependent five years ago, especially on men. And just the more and more I've stepped into my power and been like, I'm capable. And sometimes with a little bit of help, but he's also, Jeff has also pushed me a little bit to doing things and like believing in myself and figuring things out on my own. He'll help me start something occasionally and, but he'll kind of then be like, okay, I I helped you start it. Now (laughs) you need to figure the rest out. Um, And it's amazing. And now I like, I love it. I love feeling empowered and capable. And so, um, yeah. yeah. And I think even if people like, because I don't want to make it sound like, you know, you have to have a partner in order, like you have yeah. to have somebody that believes in you because a lot of people just don't have somebody that believes in them. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's not possible for you either. I think either like finding people you connect with on social mm-hmm. media or people who are doing what you want to be doing and are like at the similar like level as you and like making connections with them and just, and, or even just listening to this podcast and knowing that mm-hmm. like you have the power at your fingertips literally to find the answer, find a tutorial on YouTube. Like there's so much free content out there if you want to build a business or even if you want to work on mindset stuff. I mean, there's so much, the internet is amazing in that way. You can literally find, you know, whatever you need <laughs> yeah. in terms of education or mindset or whatever. It's so true, honestly. And and I, I love that you actually did mention that because you're right, there's been times in my life where I didn't have people mm-hmm. that were really su- supportive of me and podcasts have really yeah. helped me. Yeah, podcasts sometimes are- amazing yeah for that it's sometimes hard to because I mean there's so much online about you know cut out toxic people and I'm very much for protecting your energy and doing that in a healthy way but at the same time it's like it's really hard to be alone I think you have to figure out how to support yourself and how to empower yourself if you are choosing to take that lonely path because you're not finding the right people yet yeah um so that's great advice okay so now I'm really interested to talk to you about money and money mindset oh yes I love it I know I really love it too especially because I feel like it's something that is a hot topic of conversation more and more it's becoming less weird for people to be talking about money finally being realized that it's actually a great thing to want and to want lots of it there's nothing wrong with that and I also think it's so cool that we are like one of the first generations maybe some of our moms but mostly our generation is the first generation of women that are like having their own money and then substantial amounts more and more now. And so I think it's so cool that you have been able to generate so much for yourself. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to dive into kind of, well, let's start off with what was your money mindset and your relationship with money back when you were being a minimalist in Hawaii? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's so funny because it's just so different than it was now. Um, Because I, I really grew up with And this is not to, like, put blame on my parents. It's just to, like, I think a lot of times our beliefs around money come from our parents, whether Mm -hmm. we are aware of it or not. So I think the first step is, like, literally trying to figure out where your money mindset beliefs came from. Because once you pinpoint it, you can kind of be like, oh, that's not mine. Like, I picked that up from somewhere. And so I think a lot of my, my family was just very, very frugal I guess is the best way to put it like always like we can't buy that it's not on sale that's too expensive we can't afford that like that kind of mindset which played into my minimalism perfectly I was like oh I'm gonna be the best fucking minimalist ever (laughs) because I know how to save money I know how to like get the best deal on everything um and so yeah I was very just very stingy like I I think for an entire like two years I never bought 
anything that was not essential. So, I mean, like, I wouldn't go to Starbucks. Like, I would follow my budget to a T when I was at Costco. I'd buy, like, everything the cheapest, like, in bulk so I could, like, get the most, like, value for my money, things like that. And, yeah, I mean, all of it was, like, for a purpose, obviously, because I, I really wanted out of that lifestyle. I think, like, that that came from a real inside me I was like I really want to be wealthy like I don't want to budget I want to go to the store and buy whatever I want I I want to like buy nice things and I want to travel and fly first class and I kind of thought for a while that by budgeting like that that somehow that was gonna get me there Mm -hmm. (laughs) but really it, it wasn't I think ultimately I got to a point where I was like okay Budgeting is only budgeting and having a scarcity mindset is only going to get me so far. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out a way to actually make more money and expand like my actions around money in order to live like a wealthy person. So even before I had any money, I kind of decided that I was going to start taking actions like a wealthy person would or start tweaking my mindset to be thinking like a wealthy person. So back then, like that didn't obviously look like going and spending $5,000 on a hotel room because I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. But it was like just small things that made me feel more abundant. So even like doing my hair and makeup and like putting on a nice outfit for the day or something like that or um maybe treating myself to like a starbucks because really like four dollar a four dollar coffee is not gonna like make or break you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like just small things that that were in my budget at that time as i also took action on figuring out a way to make more money so it was kind of like twofold i was working on my mindset um i was doing daily visualizations of like imagining what my life would be like when I had the amount of money that I wanted. Um, That was huge for me. I know that everybody has like different techniques. Some people journal and that works for them. But visualization for me really was like just the life changing thing for my mindset. Um, So I was doing that every day, working on money mindset, trying to seek out and follow people who were doing what I wanted to be doing and like living the lifestyle I wanted. So I think one of the first people that I remember like really being open and talking about money and like what they were doing was Amanda Francis. And I was like, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is amazing. I've never heard somebody talk about money this openly before. And Mm -hmm. I just seeing like the lifestyle that she's leading and she can travel and work from wherever. So I thought that that was like pretty cool. And then, yeah. So like working on those mindset things while also, I think this is the huge piece, like while also taking action towards doing those things. So not just like sitting around and visualizing all day, but also taking action. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So you eventually, it sounds like you realized it wasn't great. And what, how did you realize it wasn't great? And what caused you to make that shift? Was it seeing other people talk about money or was it just you? Cause I totally agree. And I love that you brought that up that like, you can't save your way out like, or save your way to wealth. You just can't. You, I do think that obviously there's a place for budgeting and I really believe in intentional spending, but the way you generate wealth is not saving. It's, learning how to increase your income and invest and things like that. So I'm curious, like, how did – because people were not talking about this. I had Mm -hmm. no idea that a money mindset was a thing, that Mm -hmm. I I have a relationship with money. Like, how did you become aware of that to even shift it? Well, I think I I started to realize how it made me feel. Like, every Mm. time I – and I don't even say this anymore, but back then, like, every time I, quote, unquote, couldn't afford something, how that made me feel was almost like – just a gut punch of like oh my god like 
I'm actually not living the life that I want to live because I can't afford to fly to visit my parents right now. Like there was one Christmas where I literally could not afford to go visit them. And I was like, oh my God, like that just like, I feel that in my body of like, that's not the life I want to be living. Like I want to have the freedom to literally do whatever I want. And every time I notice like, oh, like that feeling. And I don't know if anyone else can like relate to that, but I started to realize like, this is not what I want. And I think if you do notice that, it can really ins- it can really evoke or like create kind of two things. Number one, you you realize okay, I don't want this anymore. I'm gonna take inspired action from this place. Or it creates a sense of like jealousy and resentment of people that do have it. So I think that if you are in that place of like maybe looking at other people who are wealthy online or whatever, and you have this sense of like jealousy or judgment or resentment for them, just know that that it might actually be like a way of your higher self telling you like maybe you feel that way because you actually want that and you don't have it right now so instead of feeling that way if you can kind of tweak that feeling to create inspired action and take action from that Mm -hmm. place rather than like live in your like because that doesn't feel good like no one wants to feel that and you're not going to manifest great from that place yeah that's something it's so interesting you say this because I I realized over this last year like I just wasn't experiencing jealousy anymore Mm. and I used to feel a lot of jealousy towards people who had a lot of money or could travel a lot and basically had the things I wanted and then it's through manifestation I realized that's what eliminated it because I stopped I I got clear on what I wanted and then this next step is to remove limiting beliefs and it's like when you realize you can have anything you want there's no place for jealousy you can Mm -hmm. just be like oh cool they just showed me something else I want now let me go manifest that for myself yes exactly yeah like you can almost be grateful when you do feel a twinge of jealousy of like okay I don't like that feeling but also listen to it yeah uh, I think it's a really good thing to listen to, honestly. Yeah, um, no, it's just helping you get clear. Mm-hmm. Like any anytime I have a negative feeling, especially like if I feel resentment towards somebody, I'm like, there probably was a boundary w- with them that mm, I should have set yeah. that I didn't because I, I overextended myself in some way. So these negative feelings are just, feelings are just to help us understand ourselves and like something is either right or wrong and how do we figure out what it is and then shift it. Yeah, that's such a good point about resentment. Yeah, but I love I love that your call out was kind of like, let this move you mm-hmm. to create it for yourself. Like, don't let it keep you stuck in this negative feeling because we manifest from our state of being, which is our thoughts and our feelings together. And so you did these things to help you feel the feelings. So you're saying visualization was one of your favorite things to do to kind of feel abundant. Mm-hmm. What else would you do to, I guess you said Starbucks. I, I mean, I'm trying to think because back then, like I really, it, now my version of that looks so different, but back then it's like, I really didn't have, you know, even the money to like go to the spa, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to remember like what, what things I would do. I think for me, honestly, it was more, I think I more lived in that place of like visualization of like, what is what is it going to look like and then not only just visualizing but also feeling in my body like I'm very connected I guess to like the feelings in my body of like what's that going to feel like that level of excitement the butterflies in my stomach of when I have a 10k month you know Mm. back then that would have that was like huge for me that was a huge goal so even like doing that literally like that's what helps me feel abundant and then at the same time I was working on creating and launching my Mm. course and literally it was within a couple of months that I went from that place of being mega minimalist to being in the place where all of my debt was paid off and I actually could afford to like pay for my husband and I both to start traveling like that's 
that's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. And when your external shifts to really support what you're creating internally, that's when it starts to get really easy to manifest yeah. and manifest large scale. But I, I really love that because that's such a really great tip for somebody who is maybe feeling really stuck with anything they want to manifest they're having so much trouble feeling abundant and they can't spend any extra money on little things or they're struggling to feel loved at all because they feel like they just have s no good relationships right now in their life you can create that feeling just through visualization for a bit and then eventually you'll start to see your external shift and yeah um, that's great well, or I think also I mean another thing too that I, I do think I did back then is identifying the th the things that require money that I actually do really care about and that do actually make me feel abundant like for me I've always been somebody who like when I go to the spa like that makes me feel like a queen mm -hmm. and like there's just something about that that makes you just feel rich and bougie and luxurious and I remember even back then like it was much more rare I think I went and got a facial maybe like twice a year but I would I would like figure out how to save on other things so that I could still have that experience so I guess figuring out like for you if if you're like on a mega budget and you want to figure out like ways that you can start spending to make you feel more abundant just figure out things that you don't care about like are you are you paying for Netflix and you never watch it mm -hmm. like that could go towards something else that actually makes you feel abundant rather than like just sitting and watching TV you know which probably doesn't <laughs> I love that. I uh, So I also am a huge Amanda Francis fan. She helped me so much with my money mindset and just manifestation in general. But I do remember her saying that one time where it's like a lot of the time when we say we can't afford something, it's actually not true. It's what are what are we prioritizing? Because yeah. we, we're spending on what we are making a priority. And it really is helpful to sometimes take stock and be like, am I really, truly aligning my spending with what I want to be spending on is it in really intentional and really supporting me not just in the moment but also long term and where I want to go totally yeah I mean it's like even like today like I'm wearing Zara clothes and I'm carrying a Birkin like explain <laughs> that I love that it's because I don't I really just don't <laughs> like I don't care about clothes but bags like I want a Chanel I want a I want a Birkin like that makes me feel and I drive a nice car like there are certain things that really do matter to me and I feel yeah. like make me feel like a boss ass bitch and then like if I buy clothes at Zara like I don't really care it doesn't like it doesn't make a difference for me I'd rather save my money so I can spend it on another bag <laughs> I totally feel you I love mixing high and low I've done that a lot too I am getting a little bit more into more like mid-level designers because I've just noticed quality for certain things mm -hmm. but I also love H&M and Zara yeah. amazing Amazon fashion has been really good oh, lately yeah. no totally very, <laughs> especially I've basics. been very influenced by Amazon <laughs> lately they've been great I love my Amazon crop tops but yeah I think no, I totally agree with that. Like, and, but it goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's like all of this stuff is so personal and you have to figure out what your goals are. What do you want? What works for you? And let that be what guides you, not just what you're seeing online or other people do. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I, I love, there's a, like a wealth teacher. I talk about him all the time. His name is Ramit Sethi. I think, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think I follow this guy. Yeah. He, and he has a book that's called, um, I'll teach you how to be rich or something, which oh, is such yeah, a yeah, very yeah. like yeah. clickbaity title, but he had like his, I love his philosophy of figuring out what your rich life is. Yes. And that means like maybe your rich life is literally moving to a farm in Montana and having animals and like living off the grid you know like that could be yours maybe somebody else's is buying a bunch of designer bags like it doesn't matter and there's no judgment on what you decide to do with your money but it's just mm -hmm. about prioritizing the things that actually matter to you and really do 
make you happy because I actually do think money in certain ways can make you happy. Money can buy plane tickets and that makes me happy. You know what I mean? Like it can pay for you to go visit your family. So in a lot of ways, like money does (laughs) create happiness. Yeah. No, it's so true. I see those memes like money can't buy happiness wrong. It can buy like ice cream or whatever. (laughs) And I'm like, I think it can buy happiness in terms of things that add happiness and joy to your life. Mm -hmm. Internal happiness is something that you create, but it doesn't mean that you can't have external happiness as well. Like there's a place for both. I think internal is what you need to create first. And then external is all the bonuses and joys and they add to your life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 They can't be your life, but they add to it. And and they, yeah. Plane tickets and ice cream and handbags (laughs) (laughs) make me really happy. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. I'm curious though. I love that you are so open about like wanting, even back then you knew you wanted a lot of money. Did you ever feel bad about that? Or was that something that you just kind of knew and you didn't feel bad about? You didn't have limiting beliefs around that. It was just that you had experienced a lot of scarcity and frugality growing up. Um, I mean, I, I don't think that I, it's interesting. I don't think that I personally ever felt bad for wanting a lot of money. I think where I did feel a sense of judgment or like I don't know I don't know how to explain it was around anything regarding like sharing my success because Mm. I was like for me it felt really good I was like this is great but if I share what I'm doing and like how successful my business is and like my income reports and stuff which is stuff that I do now even to this day I have a sense I have like a little twinge of like oh my god like what if somebody thinks that I'm just like bragging about this or rubbing it in people's faces because I never want it to be taken that way or my family like what are what are they gonna think are they gonna be embarrassed that I'm like out sharing how much money I make I don't know it's like not this logical thought but like yeah I mean me personally I was I never felt like I guess bad about having it I was it's it felt like once I started making money I was like okay yeah this is natural <laughs> this feels great yeah this feels great <laughs> coming from, like compared to where I where I was before I love that you were such a clear channel in that way I was like trying to think if I like I mean I did a lot of money mindset work because I feel like I almost had such an attachment to making money for such a long time that it like oh. it like made it um, pushed it away it pushed it away too attached so yeah. attached Um, but yeah, then once I was able to kind of release attachment, like, obviously I still wanted it, but I think I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm happy. So the money's going to come if it's going to come. But otherwise, like, I mean, when I lived in the hut, I was still really happy. Like I lived in Hawaii and it was beautiful there. And yeah, there were ants all over the place. (laughs) And like, I didn't have a kitchen and I showered outside and like all these like things that are really like hard living, but I still was happy. And I also just kind of decided to focus on that and not so much on like an attachment to like whatever income I was making. Mm. And I feel like then that's when I started to make money. (laughs) So it's very interesting. Well, I think that's kind of what I'm saying with the like the happiness needs to be created Mm -hmm. first because otherwise you're looking to these external things for your happiness and that does push them away because you are attracting what you are and you are that with or without them and that's why manifestation works because it's such a focus on shifting your internal state and then you attract it externally so it it makes total sense like you had to shift your internal state and be happy and content and good on your own before you and we see this I think it's more common to for people to understand this in regards to love but money's a relationship just like anything else and it's like if you're desperately chasing after this guy you're gonna freak him out and probably push him away same thing with money same thing with success same thing with like anything in life 
that clingy attached energy doesn't really it's not attractive 100 (laughs) percent. like it's that's such a good point it's like money is a relationship too yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like if you're calling and texting and being like oh my god are you coming are you coming are you coming yes really annoying you know (laughs) but when you're when you're confident and you're like meh you know like it's gonna come because I just know it is and I'm just gonna keep working towards it and being it's it's like the girl that's like oh, he just broke up with me. Well, I'm going to go and like live my best life and he's going to see it and then regret that he broke up with me. Like I've been that girl and it worked before, (laughs) you know, like, okay, well, whatever. I'm going to go just live my best life and do all these fun things. And you're going to see me and then start to get jealous. Oh, and he came running back. So, I mean, like it, I really feel like it's that same way. Like focus on enjoying your life, being the best version of you, being the happiest version of you. Um, and visualizing what that what it's going to mm-hmm. be like but also at the end of the day have a sense of like non-attachment yeah you were doing that though you really were focused on living your best life and being happy though it wasn't just doing stuff despite him that was no no core. no yeah it yeah. was just an added bonus <laughs> no, I mean I think and I maybe maybe like at first it was like oh, just okay, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then you realize like oh actually this going out and seeing friends does make me really happy yeah. going out and trying new things does and then you and then realize, that's what like, attracts yeah yeah, yeah so Mm-hmm. I love that. I did want to just go back to you sharing online. Obviously can totally relate how scary sharing personal things online can be. Mm-hmm. And I think those totally the same stuff I come up against with when I'm sharing vulnerable things. A lot of it is what will other people think? Yeah, I also worry about like letting down people that knew me in the past and or friends or family sometimes oh is this weird is that embarrassing or whatever but especially like with some of my mental health stuff and um, relationship dynamics and stuff but I wanted to just tell you and it's something that when I hear when people tell me it helps me so much because it's it's so crazy how we it's our brains just trying to protect us which they're supposed to do but it's such an expander for me when you share your monthly income, and that is such an important part of manifestation, is finding expanders, general expanders, like, oh, this is possible, somebody is doing it in the world, and then close expanders, like finding it in people who you know and are your friends and are like you, like, those things help you believe so much more that it's mm-hmm. possible for you, and you do that for me, like, just seeing how successful you are, it's helped me just be so much like, oh, yeah, like, of course, like, this could be in the cards for me, too, and do what do I want with my income and how can I scale my business I fun fact guys I actually did purchase Amy's online course on how to create courses and I'm working on one um and I'm excited to scale my business and and create more wealth and yeah I think I think what took me so long to kind of get behind generating and wanting to generate and feeling okay about wanting to generate large scale income was realizing money is good money is like amazing it's just a resource Mm -hmm. that allows you to either do good or do evil with it depending on what's inside of you and money helps people money solves problems money heals sickness and disease money creates more options it hires people and assistants it creates jobs it it also helps us feel great and amazing which we also deserve and yeah I think it was tied to my worth a little bit but yeah I think that I love that you talk about money so much. It just, it oh, helps me. You. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad. I mean, and that's like the, the place that I share it from is just mm-hmm. like, even though a little bit of me is like, Ooh, should I do this? It's like, I, that's really n- over like overwhelming response I get is people saying the same thing as that. And I'm like, okay, good. Because that's like what the reason that I do it, because I know that when I started seeing there was only a handful of people at the time that, that I was following Amanda Francis, like I said, being one of them, like if I hadn't seen other people sharing that, I would have never even known that it was possible. Mm -hmm. And like, again, that's like such a benefit of like using the internet to find the people that are expanders for you because 
anything that you want to do guaranteed like somebody else has done you need to find them out and let them be an example for you of what's possible totally I also just want to say that I think it's so interesting how so many of us especially women are so worried about bragging Mm. and I'm like Amanda Francis actually does talk about this in one of her podcasts she's like what is what even is bragging (laughs) what is humility I don't believe in humility like all this stuff and it's like it's so true I think if you're trying to one-up somebody else if it's not coming from a good place inside of you like I think you know that but you're obviously coming from a good place trying to share your success to help other people create that you have a course literally there for other people to create the same Mm -hmm. thing for themselves like you're not doing it to just be like oh my gosh I am like the most amazing successful person (laughs) in the world like look (laughs) at me like no and I think I think there's so much work that needs to be done about because I have suffered from this uh I guess fear you could call it as well where it's like sharing good things on the internet I, I feel bad mm-hmm. and I've been really working through that and being like why do I feel bad sharing my successes and like my wins and celebrating myself like it's a good thing like yeah so it's so interesting that yeah no I, I completely agree well I think and I wonder and this just came to me as you were talking but I almost wonder if like because now I in a way it almost seems like glorified to share like your struggles like online like that's a way that it's it's again hard because I know like obviously if you're doing it from a genuine place that's one thing but I also feel like sometimes now it's become this way to like increase engagement is like Mm. share like all the really hard stuff and like that's fine if you want to do that but then it almost feels like oh you know it's not relatable or something if I share all this good stuff that's happening so but I would say like I think like the world needs that. Like Mm -hmm. I want to see more good stuff. I want to see the successes that everyone's having, you know, that makes me happy for them. And it also makes me like excited for my own success or whatever, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. It it really, I, ideally if you're coming from the right place, it, it's helping other people realize what's possible for them. And that's what people sharing their wins, you sharing your successes has done for me. It's just helped me realize like, Hey, like I deserve amazing things. This person's calling it amazing things. Like why can't I do it too? So yeah. Why not you? Like I, uh, that's actually something else that I was thinking about, like telling my, my, the old version of me, I think I always used to have this thought before I worked on my, my mindset, obviously when I was seeing people who were doing what I wanted to do, I like had this immediate thought of like, Oh, well I can't do that because I'm not, I don't know I don't look like her or I'm not smart enough mm. or I, I'm not tech savvy enough or I'm not good enough on camera and it's like all of those things literally all of those things are lies you can mm. work through all of limiting them limiting beliefs it's yeah <laughs> limiting beliefs and like if you can first be aware of the thoughts that you have when you look at somebody who's you know doing what you want to do and then literally just ask yourself like why not me yeah why not I love that yeah it's so true. And and some of it is, it does come down to, I guess, what's going on internally in you. Um, going back to even the jealousy thing, it's like a lot of it's a reflection of what you think is possible for you or you deserve yeah. and comes down to worth, which is actually something else I wanted to talk to you about because mm-hmm. I think that self-worth is tied to net worth. So I'm just curious to hear like what your thoughts are on that. Did you feel like you grew in your love and your worth? Did you have to do work around your worth yeah no that's I I completely agree I do also think that your self-worth is related to your net worth um and yeah absolutely I mean I think uh, the biggest shift honestly came from the so when I like first started my business and I like again living as a minimalist I didn't have any money 
it was really through the process of creating that course and launching it and seeing the success of it that I really got this sense of accomplishment of like, oh my gosh, like I can actually do this. So for mm-hmm. me, it actually took me taking tangible action to feel that way. I don't know if that's like going to be true for everybody, but I feel like I'm a really action oriented person and being able to like prove to myself that like I had what it takes um, and I wasn't going to stop until I was successful. Like that really showed me like, oh my gosh, you are like you, you can do anything that you want. Like anything that you want is possible for you. And then really after that is like when money became so much easier for me because I feel like I really just up leveled like my sense of self and what I, what I could accomplish that I, up until that time in my life, like I honestly like grew up and I just like assumed that like my husband was going to like take care of me, you know, financially Mm -hmm. and otherwise. And like, I just always was going to rely on somebody else. Same, (laughs) you know? And so I really never saw myself as being like a businesswoman that's like making multi-million dollar per year. Yeah. Like it's insane. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's just so interesting how directly that they're tied together. Yeah. Um, The more you really believe in, in not just believing in yourself and feeling worthy because you feel proud of yourself and capable, but also just, did you have any struggle around believing that you deserved that amount of money or did your hard work and success help you feel worthy of deserving? Yeah, I I definitely think like that helped me feel deserving. And I don't necessarily know if that's like, you know, the correct quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, correct way, because really we should all feel worthy Mm -hmm. of whatever we want without having to prove it, without having to do anything. Mm -hmm. But for me, I, I really felt like, I mean, what is it like? Not it's not like law of attraction, but it's like law of it's one of the laws. But it basically it basically is saying that I'll have to find what it is. But like your your money or like what you get back is equivalent to like the good that you're doing or the actions that you're putting into the world. So it's maybe like the law of reciprocity or something. It's like, okay. so again, right now, if you feel like you're not making any money or you're not growing your Instagram or whatever, you know, thing that you're trying to attract back to you you have to ask yourself, like, are you providing the value out into the world that is going to result in that? Like, what are Mm. you actually doing? What are you creating? Because you can't really just like sit around and expect those things to happen. Like I think leading from value and trying to create something that is beneficial to other people Mm -hmm. and like paying it forward in some way really like lead to that growth or whatever it is that you're trying to to bring in I don't know if that answered your question (laughs) yeah I understand that it can be yes ideally like we want to be the thing first and then that have that created in our reality but sometimes you do need to like do things to be able to get behind it and to actually like put stuff out there and yes it's not always easy to just shift how we feel or what we believe um without action so that that makes a lot of sense and I also agree and I think there's a really important element of service that needs to be mm. present with our purpose and with I think it is tied to income you know you need to be adding value giving back kind of like you're saying right yeah because I think about it it's like okay you can say that you know you want x amount of Instagram followers or you want x amount of money but it's sort of like but why like what's mm-hmm. the deeper meaning behind it because yeah I can say all day long like I love a Chanel bag but what's deeper <laughs> you know beneath that is like freedom for me my family like supporting the people that I love doing more good in the world helping more Mm -hmm. people like showing other people that this is possible and teaching them you know um so I think when it like is coming from a deeper place of just you know 
the number of Instagram followers or the amount of money in your bank, like it also can make it a lot more quicker to get to you. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think that's what a lot of people miss is that there's nothing wrong with wanting those things, but I think you're right. You also need to want to do good in the world and give back in some way. Um, and then when that's your main priority, the fame, the fortune, all of that stuff, it's just a, it's a byproduct. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's a byproduct. It, it kind of can't exactly. help but come to you a lot mm-hmm. of the time. I'm curious how you, how did it feel when you first started? Four years ago, you made a couple hundred thousand. Or uh, why don't you tell me your income from four <laughs> years, from, yeah, four years ago up through last year? Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I did, I did a you post did a story on this series. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can remember off the top of my head, but yeah, somebody was like, "Can you break down your income by year just to like see how it how it snowballed?" So basically, the first the first year that I launched my nutrition course so that was actually I think I launched it in the summer so it was really only like half the year I think that first year I made like 56,000 or something which still for my first year like it with a course that's pretty good I think it was the year after that that it was scaled to like 400k and then the year after that it was 400k again ish I'm just like estimating here I'll link this on my Instagram stories I have a highlight called income report that has all of the specifics if you want it um and then but then the year after that it went to like 1.8 million and then this year was 3.6 million so it like doubled from the year before so sorry I can't remember what your question was other than just wanting me to break down what (laughs) (laughs) no I I was forgetting the breakdown so now that I have the breakdown I was curious if how did that feel going from like 56 which is probably very very safe and familiar feeling to a lot of people to 400,000 which is not the norm Mm -hmm. to make in America um to then being a multimillionaire like those are huge jumps in a short span of time how did that feel oh my gosh well honestly it is so funny because like I think the even just making like the 56 the first year to me that was more money than I'd ever made in a job before in a year okay so that felt huge to me and I think actually that in a lot of ways even though probably to most people they're like oh that's like an average salary but to me that felt so huge that I think it really set me up to continue to do it because then it it sort of normalized that feeling so then the year after I was like oh like that's not a big number anymore that's totally normal and totally doable and then like up to 400k like I almost feel like kind of going back to the what we were talking about about the non-attachment it's also sort of this thing of like a creating a normalcy around the money mm-hmm. so like those numbers then became normal to me like the fact that I can sit here and tell you that like it feels normal f- to me to make 300k in a month is is crazy, crazy. Cool. like if you would I mean it's not crazy because it's normal <laughs> but like I mean back then like I would have thought you were crazy if you told me that but yeah I think I don't know. I mean, obviously it felt amazing, but I'm trying to like think of some sort of way that I allowed that to happen and didn't didn't block myself from feeling like, oh, that's never going to happen for me. I mean, I think that's the thing is that I I never any time I notice the mindset of thinking like, oh, you know, that's not possible for me. Mm-hmm. I would really check myself and be like, what mm-hmm. are you talking about? Like anything is possible for me. There's tons of Aww. tons of people that have done that before. Yeah. Why not you? Expanders. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even though there might be a little, uh, and I think that what is helpful too is like, if you're starting from, let's say you've never made more than 10 K a month before, like start with, start with something that feels relatively doable for mm-hmm. you. 
like again the reason that i'm hitting hundreds of thousands per month now is because like that feels like a doable achievable goal to me you know Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't have started at that goal because yeah at that time when i'd never made any money before like that would have felt completely impossible so kind of starting where you're at and setting in a goal that feels like maybe a little bit scary but also still within the realm of possibility and you can kind of like up level your experience of what is normal for you Mm mm-hmm yeah, no, that makes sense. It it also just kind of sounds from the few times we've talked about like worth stuff. It sounds like you really got locked into feeling worthy early on, which is amazing, which then, of course, it wasn't like you weren't super blocked around receiving these amounts of money because you felt like you were doing good and helping people. Mm-hmm. And you also had the ways to call that kind of money in. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to that, like I, I felt like what I was doing and the work that I was putting out there like to help people I really felt like I don't know now now even I'm like questioning like does that sound like conceited to be like yeah I'm worth making that much no but like th- I mean that's like generally link. like how I felt so yeah. I guess if that's triggering to anybody then maybe it's I don't know maybe it's like a mindset that needs to be like worked on I don't know no I think that is the key that's what that's some of the mindset work I've been doing around money and why I think I was struggling with doing just fashion and beauty influencing I didn't feel like I was doing good in the world mm. and so I didn't feel worthy and now the more and more I'm doing more mindset and the manifestation coaching like it's so easy for me to get behind, um, yeah, charging for it and just like it, whereas it took so long for me to feel worthy of charging for Instagram stuff. Yeah. Um, just cause I, I just didn't see how it was doing a lot of good. Like, yeah. yes, I feel better when I'm, you know, with skincare and makeup and fashion, like I love that stuff and it can empower you. But I think there was always something in me that really wanted to just help people on a much deeper level. And so, yeah, I, I, I f- am such a clear channel for my income with like coaching and stuff. And I know I will be for my course. Whereas, yeah, I think it was always harder with me with other things. Cause I didn't see the, impact it was having that mm. was adding value to people in the world as much so I think that's the secret that a lot of people are missing is uh, or to to being a clear channel if they're not already it's like that will help you feel worthy how is what you're doing adding value well I literally that's such a good point and I literally think that's why online courses are so profitable I mean like I've had students in the most unique niches you could ever imagine be like come so profitable like motherhood for example like I have students that are making hundreds of thousands if not millions a year on those types of topics and I think it's because it literally comes from a place even of like even let's say if you wanted to create a course on like fashion and beauty Mm -hmm. maybe you didn't feel like a sense of um like worthiness when it was you know working for a brand but maybe if you were like teaching other people how to do what you did and become a fashion influencer you would feel a sense of like like doing something like teaching people something that they really want to know it's really valuable like the things that are in online courses are really providing a lot of value to other people and I think that again people are willing to pay for that and then you're able to receive (laughs) a lot for that which is amazing no I totally agree I think it's more because especially up until recently I wasn't doing as much like how to style like I've been trying to do more stuff that like you're saying is educational which does add value um it was more just like posting looks or posting what Mm. I was doing Mm -hmm. which wasn't really I don't know I think there's a little bit of inspiration and I think it's great to show you know if you're living a happy life and but then are you helping people achieve that so I think that's helped me get behind sharing just stuff on Instagram, like that uh, celebrating or enjoying life. Cause I feel like I'm actually trying to add value and helping people achieve that through shifting their mindset and self love and personal growth and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. That, that definitely makes sense. 
but yeah, no, I, I really love, I love the concept of online courses because it's really just so much value for everybody for you're helping so many more people and you're also making so much more money and it's just a, you're saving time. You're able to do other things with that time. No, I completely agree. I always say it's a win, win, win because it's a win for the person buying it because they get all this info at once. They can, it's usually much less expensive than if they were to book like a bunch of one-on-one calls with you. They can go through it on their own time. And then it's a win for you as the course creator because you're making way more money. You're helping way more people. And it's just a win for the entire like world because they're learning like whoever this subset of people that you're teaching to like are, are able to like, achieve their dreams so and it's more accessible yeah and also you are not worried about like you can only teach so many people at one time like you were saying. right um so there's more of you to go around yeah okay well this was such a great conversation I loved picking your brain and learning about just more of your journey and your story it's so inspiring and I appreciate you just being so vulnerable and just real talking about all this stuff that we all go through as we're trying to grow and scale and evolve and overcome well, thank you. This was really fun. Oh, how about you tell everybody where they can find you and where they can find your course? And I'll link everything in the show notes, obviously. Okay. But amazing. Yeah, I would love to hear from you if you guys like this episode. Um, I'm at Rebel Nutrition pretty much everywhere Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And then, yeah, if you're interested in Online Course Academy, Jordan is a student, but I, I I'll, I'll get her a code for you guys. Oh, sweet. Like a coupon code? Yeah. Cool. We can like, share that in the show notes. And then, yeah, if you guys have any questions on OCA or creating your own online course, I love chatting about it. So come DM me or whatever. I'll, I'll love, to, love to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. And, and Amy also has a great podcast. I'll link our episode on your podcast yes. in the show notes. And yeah, guys, she's got a really awesome Instagram. Lots of business tips, um, especially like how to do cool things in Canva that I didn't know were possible. <laughs> I think that's the name of the series. Yeah. Um, all kinds of stuff. Lots of empowering, encouraging stuff, as well as just really cute outfits and handbags, <laughs> obviously. So, yeah, go give her a follow. And thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed. And, again, yeah, everything's in the show notes. And I'll see you next time.